Hey, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of the Weathercock Podcast. I am extremely grateful that you've stopped by. I hope you're doing amazing wherever you are in the world. As you may have noticed, I've changed up the intro song a little bit again. I'm just experimenting. This whole podcast is about experimenting. So I could call it the Weathercock Experiment Podcast, and I would pretty much sum up what I'm trying to do. So having fun creating, and I'm wrapping up season two of the podcast soon, and got a great idea for season three that I'm going to share with you soon. Today's guest is Melanie Kennedy, a returning guest, and I'm very happy that she accepted the invitation to come back on. Melanie lights up a room with her positivity, her message, and her insight. She is extremely committed to the process of growing as a human being and feels that it's absolutely necessary to share her insight with others. And she has a lot of people that follows that follows her and that really gets something out of everything that she says, including me. And I'm really happy that she's back here with me talking about alignment because it is a huge subject and we go down the rabbit hole and we could have went even further down with this, this uh, topic since it is something that is near and dear to both our hearts. And I'm sure you'll get something out of this if you've ever dealt with being aligned in your life. So enjoy the conversation. Go follow Melanie. You have all her links in the show notes. Stay all the way to the end. And if you do, then I'll talk to you then. 45 episodes later, you are back. And I've been waiting for this moment because it's been a while and you have so much to say and you offer so much great content out there. And I must say that our podcast together, which is almost eight months old, is the third most downloaded podcast of all the episodes. So I think you've impacted a lot of people on that first episode. And the first thing I want to ask you is, how's it going? Oh my gosh, so beautiful. I'm so excited about even the downloads um, and how far you've come. All those episodes, Rod. Absolutely incredible. Wow. Um, I'm doing fantastic. I'm I'm super excited to be here. I'm honored to be here for the second time. I know we talked about it way back when. And as soon as you reached out, I was like super pumped uh, to join you. We have such great conversations and such deep insights that we share. I And last time I walked away with even more awareness than when I came in. And that's what's magical about when two beautiful souls, two beautiful coaches can come together and spread the awareness. What is alignment? Hmm. Alignment, big, big, big word. So many things are coming to the surface as you ask me that question. The first thing is values, right? You know, we all hold our deep values and so many of us are so unaware of those values. I know I was before I, you know, began my journey of the unbecoming. I had no clue what my values were. But what happened was whenever one of my values, even though I wasn't conscious of that, were being challenged in a way or being broken, I felt it everywhere in my body. And I didn't know what that meant. And, you know, the more awareness and the growth and the raising of the consciousness, all of that comes on this journey. And as you start to understand yourself more and unbecome everything you're not, you start to tap into that and understand when you're misaligned. But until, you know, we know what that means to us, you know, and we know our values, it's, it's this feeling that we get. And we're just like, why do I feel like this around this certain person? Why do I feel like this in my relationship? Why do I feel like this in my job? Why do I feel like this, you know, every time I have to do a family gathering? Because something within us is telling us 
that something is misaligned, whether it's something that we have to look at within ourselves or it's the environment piece. It's a suit we're trying to fit into that's just not fitting. It's just not us, right? And that's where that misalignment comes in, you know? And our body tells us and speaks to us all the time to say, isn't where we belong, not working, you know? And it's it's most of us that don't listen, right? We sleepwalk and we just think it's nothing, right? I'm tired, drained of energy, just feel weird around this person. It's fine. I'll just quiet my voice some more. I'll just change who I am some more. I'll conform some more, even though we're misaligned. And that is what our body is trying to let us know. Our soul is trying to let us know, but we ignore it. So alignment to me is really where you belong and where you don't belong. Alignment to me is really, you know, your path that you should be following. You should be listening to. Misalignment is the path you need to get off of. But so often we don't get off of that path. We stay on, we force, we push, we try to fit into it. We conform, we quiet our voice, even though we're screaming inside. We just don't listen, right? Because our values are being broken, whatever those are to you, you know, but you maybe don't even know what those are, but your soul knows. And that's why that uncomfortable feeling is always there, no matter what it is. It's just there. And you don't understand it. And you might not know what it means, but it's normally misalignment. How would someone know that they're misaligned? So many ways. So many ways. You know, I feel it in my gut, um, usually. Um, I feel energies very much and environment very much. I was speaking this, uh, just the other day. You know, when you walk into a store, you know, what do you feel? You feel energy, right? You feel people that are happy sometimes. You feel like, you know, a good environment. Why? Because that is what you just walked into. You can walk into a store of stress. You can feel the tension as soon as you walk in. It's the same way in your reality and in your world. People, experiences, roles that we play, identities that we try to fit into. It's that same feeling of this fits, this feels safe, this feels good, opposed to I'm very uncomfortable, I'm tired. Something's wrong. This doesn't feel right. I have headaches. I'm stressed. I'm dreading. That's a big one. Dread is a big, big cue. Whenever we feel dread for seeing somebody, going into a job, you know, having to go to a place, you know, an experience, whenever we feel that dread, that's your cue. That's usually the light bulb, you know, to say, get curious. Why am I feeling this? What is coming up within me? You know, why am I dreading this? Why do I not want to see this person? What is it that they're igniting within me that's causing me to feel this way, right? And it's usually they're maybe projecting something that's breaking your values, your safety criteria. We call it an NLP, but they're breaking that. And this is why we don't feel safe. But our body speaks to us all the time. We just don't listen sometimes because we don't really think it means anything. How many years have you spent misaligned? Oh my gosh, such a good question. I talk about this all the time. Like I literally sleep was sleepwalking my entire life. Hmm. <laughs> I was probably misaligned all the time in jobs and relationships, but I pushed through because that's the personality I was. I was like, get into this, push through, keep going, don't give up, don't fail. You have to make this work, right? We tell ourselves these stories and I was so big on that. Don't fail. Why? Because everyone else is going to judge you. You know, people are going to look at you as a failure. You chose this. You need to fit into it. 
You know, you chose to take this step. You need to make it happen no matter what, even if it felt awful. And that's the kind of stuff I said myself in my thoughts, you know, because I was so afraid of other people judging me. I was so afraid of being seen as a failure to even care. Well, my parents, you know, people in my family, people I knew. So I forced myself into suits, into identities, into roles that were totally misaligned with me at the time. I know this now. I didn't know this then. I thought that was just the way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> thought that was the way to live, you know? Right. And when, well, the, the question I would rather ask you is, when did you realize or what happened at a specific time where you realized that you were not only misaligned, but you had to make a decision to get out of that misalignment? Mm. I think it got to the point where it started to break me down, you know? Mm in whether it was a job, whether it was a relationship, it just started to really break me down. And it was almost like me not listening was making the signs louder in my body, in my emotions, in my happiness, in my joy, in my want to wake up in the morning and my excitement for my day, right? It became so loud that you know I wouldn't call it like a nervous breakdown, you know, I wouldn't go that far, but to the point where it's like, I had to see it at that point because every sign was happening within me that I couldn't just keep being blinded by it or quieting it down. Like it was nothing. It was so in my face. And at that point I had to see it. And that's when obviously I would end a relationship. I would change a job. I would speak my truth. I would do whatever I had to do to remove myself from that misalignment. But I didn't notice at the time, you know, even in my younger years, I didn't really know what I was doing. But when I reflect on this now, I'm just like, wow, I totally was misaligned there. I chose myself, even though it was hard, because my body was really showing me everything I needed to see. And I finally listened after months, sometimes years, right? And how much damage does that cause mm. by waiting months and years? Of course, you're not aware of it because you don't know what you don't know. But this is all happening in real time. Today, you reflect on it and look back on it and say, well, you know, this happened because of this and because of this. And I got out of it finally because, I, you know, I hit the wall or made a decision and I got myself back and out of it. But still, years can go by while, you know, you're having internal damage go on. Yeah. My question is a tricky one. Mm -hmm. We can't go through life being aligned all the time. There needs to be experience. There needs to be, you know, situations that happen that we grow and learn from. The question is, how quickly do you or can you realize that it's time to get out? Time to realign yourself. Although there is a cost to that. Because if you do get out of the relationship, there's a cost to that. It could mean divorce. It could mean financial woes for the next few years. If you quit your job, that means you don't have any more money to pay your bills for whatever while that will last. That is collateral damage to you not being aligned. Mm -hmm. And then walking out of that to realign yourself, there's this uncertainty, this period of being completely in the void of not knowing. Because if I speak to myself, I know for me, the biggest challenge I've had with alignment was I was always motivated by money. Mm -hmm. If I, I was 
mostly misaligned for, I would say, a good part of my life. Always working and taking on jobs that were for the wrong reasons. You know, that satisfied my thirst for having financial freedom and buying stuff. And when I bought stuff, I felt aligned. Because I said I could work this crappy job that I have and be able to buy stuff that I want. But then that would last for a day, a week at most. And then suddenly I'm right back misaligned. But I'm spinning in this washer and dryer of life, being completely misaligned, but thinking that I'm aligned because I'm purposely doing it for something that is called cash. And this cash is providing me with certainty. But every time I spend it, I go right back to the uncertainty of feeling, oh, geez, I hate this. I can't, I can't believe this is my life. So you can be spinning in this for years and years and years. And the, the, the damage, the collateral damage is, you know, not having any more confidence in yourself, thinking that this is it. There's nothing you can do. And then once you hit a wall, the wall that can break a few bones, maybe your nose, and you realize, I can't live like this anymore, then there's the uncertainty. There's actually stepping out into the void. So there's two things you can do. You can hit the wall and have the hardest wake-up call of your life, or you can make a conscious decision that I'm going to step out of this because this is dangerous and I don't want to get to that point. What's your thought on that? Should we all hit the wall as hard as we can to get that final wake-up call? with all the damage that can concur with that? Or is there a part where you can actually make a decision to step away before it becomes very dangerous? What's your thoughts on that? Um, so resonating. Everything you said, I was I was listening. I'm just like, wow, that's my life, Rod. Hello. <laughs> that was exactly me, chasing, chasing the next, the next title, the next job. And then being in the role, maybe not being fulfilled, buying things. Oh, my goodness. And... We're buying things because we're trying to fulfill this misalignment within us. We don't know how to fill it. We're like, I need to fill it. I need to feel happy. I need to feel something. And so we buy something and it makes us feel that goodness. And we're like, this is why I do this. This is why I work. This is why I do this. Because look at this beautiful vacation. Look at my awesome car. Look at all these things, right? And I always will say objects of the world. You know, we need to be more in, more interested, more in, like more in passion with the infinite within us rather than the finite and i was all about finite all about objects and everything else mm -hmm. and now it's like no it's, it's all about the infinite and no i really don't i wouldn't want for anybody to hit that wall right i wouldn't want anybody to wait um i'm so grateful that i have been on this journey to kind of unpack everything and to like really intertwine you know and understand myself deeper because that's always the answer to any sort of unhappiness in your life, right? Is that misalignment piece. And the misalignment, the way out is to go inward. You know, it's always going to be going inwards with whatever issue you have. If you're listening to this and you're just like, I'm totally misaligned in my job. That's totally me. I'm buying things to keep myself happy. How do I get out now, Rod? How do I fix this? Well, how do you fix it as you go inwards before you go into that breaking point like Rod said, right? Because until you understand yourself, your values, and what you're really here to do, you know, until you actually see that for yourself, will you understand your misalignment and what you are aligned with? You know, because the more you get rid of everything that's not serving you, the more you're able to see what is serving you. 
you know, where you do belong, you know, what are your values, you know, what are your gifts and talents, what, what lights the fire under your, your heart, you know, what, what makes you feel so excited and inspired, because that's how we're here to live, we're not here to live in the way that you and I were living, you know, misaligned and just buying things and knowing this is my life, you know, these peekaboos of happiness when I buy something, back into the whole, the old humdrum mundane, you know, my dad would always say another day, another dollar, you know, and I, I used to live that way. And it's like, no, I don't want another day, another dollar. I love my father, but that, you know, was my dad's life, you know, and that was his conditioned thoughts and how he was programmed to live his life. And we're here to break those programs, you know, to know that there's more for us, you know, so, you know, I wouldn't want anybody to wait for that breaking point. Um, and what you said about the void, you know, and walking that path of alignment, boy, is it scary. Boy, is it going against everything your logical mind is telling you to do. And this is where your awakening happens because your logical mind is going to talk you out of everything. It's going to say, are you crazy? You have this title. You worked this long to get here. You have this salary. You've achieved all of this. Your identity. Wow, look at you. Are you nuts to drop it all to walk a path to follow your heart? Of craziness, of crazy talk, you know? And for us to actually do that, that takes courage. That takes faith. Faith is so big. Faith in ourselves, in our capabilities, in belief in who we are, faith in God, the universe, whatever it is you believe. It takes faith to know that you're going to be held. You're going to be supported in that void, in that unknown. You're going to be given the gift when you start to follow your heart. But we don't believe it. We don't see it tangibly until we've gone through it, until we've experienced it, until we have seen how we've been held in our life when we took those steps to follow our heart. And this is your moment of reflection to do that, right? Until we see those times, and I've seen it along my path of life where I didn't know I was doing it, I followed my heart into the scary, not knowing what was going to happen. But I was so held by God, by the universe, and the gift and all the doors that opened afterwards were just magic. And we don't really know that that void that you spoke about can be that. And that's a gift that you and I are here today, Rod, to share this with the world. Hmm. You know, if you're listening, I hope we've just put a little bit of hope and faith into your heart that you can walk that path and follow your heart. Right. Mm-hmm. It's beautifully said, Melanie, beautifully said. I mean, I'm putting myself in the skin of someone listening to this right now that knows all of this, that's heard this, that's listened to many podcasts, read many books, has follow, is following you, is following your content, and is going, I know this, but I can't make the decision. I can't bring myself to make the decision. I know this, but I'm not willing to make the decision. What would you tell that person that knows this already, that ha- that knows that there's more out there for them? They probably or even may know what they want to do. Maybe they want to write a book or maybe they want to start their own business or they want to become a barista at Starbucks. And they're like, I don't want this title. I want to go make coffee because I'm a passionate coffee lover, but I'm not willing to make that decision because I'm not ready for it yet or I'm not sure why. There's fear. I'm scared. There's uncertainty. What would you say to that person who knows this, but is not quite ready to step out into the void for whatever personal reasons they have? Mm -hmm. 
Oh boy, it's so resonating that. I've been in those shoes so many times. I know, you know me too, me too. I talk about it like it was yesterday for me. Yeah, because I'm just like, wow, yeah, I totally get it, buddy. I get, it. I get this all day long. And do I still ask myself those questions today, right? What is it costing you is the, is the biggest one, I would say. What is this costing you? Until we ask that question, do we see our life as something? We don't look at ourselves or our life as precious sometimes. We get lost in the in the programs of our life and lost into the illusions of the everyday. And until we start to say, what is this costing me? We think that time is going to be here, you know, endless. We think yeah. we have so much of it. Mm-hmm. Until we're in our 80s and we say, oh my gosh, why didn't I do that? When I was in my 40s, what was I really afraid of? Because that's, that's exactly how it's going to come into fruition for us. We're going to be older saying, huh, mm-hmm. this was nothing looking back at it. But, you know, in the moment, terrifying. I don't want to give up my, my job, my house, my car. What are my kids going to think of me? What are my family going to think of me? Everyone's going to think I'm crazy. I'm going to work at Starbucks and I'm letting go of my, you know, 200K salary job. Of course. This is, this is the logical mind trying to keep us in this comfort. The ego mind is what I'll say, but sometimes it's, you know, it's just logic. It makes sense. It doesn't make sense to do the other at all. It never makes sense. Following our intuition may never make sense. Following our heart may never make sense at all to us. But when we do, everything makes sense. Everything falls into place. Mm -hmm. Everything is like, it's like you're walking into heaven Mm -hmm. when you follow your intuition because the gifts that are waiting for you, on the other side of that is is something beyond what we can fathom in our little human small self mind. Right. You know, it's beyond that. It's greater than what we think we can control. Mm-hmm. You know, and until we have experienced that, do we know what's waiting for us? And it's all waiting for us. Mm-hmm. Everything that you can dream and desire of is waiting for you. Like you said, if it's that person that just wants to write that book, it's that whisper that they've had for 20 years, that whisper has been given to you, you know, here for like in your birth, you know, these desires, these gifts, these talents we have, they're within us for a reason because we're here to share them. We're here to live them. We're here to do them. And the longer we ignore them, the longer we're unhappy, the longer we're unfulfilled, and the longer we're doing what we said. We're looking for these finite objects to fulfill our voids and our needs. The more we entertain this quiet whisper, get curious, ask those questions, you know, listen to those desires that you only have because they're only your gifts, only your talents. You do this better than anybody in the world. And that's why it hasn't stopped asking you to do it. <laughs> it's waiting for you to take it on. And until we understand this concept, that this is part of us and who we are and what we're here to do, do we then start to say, What's it costing me doing nothing? Am I happy? What way is harder? Is it harder to live this unfulfilled life now that I have awareness of it? That's always the first step. We don't see that we're living this unfulfilled life until we have awareness of it because we think it's normal to live that kind of life, searching for those objects of the world to fulfill us, putting our needs on others to fill these little voids within us that we don't know are there but they're there because we're not sharing our gifts. We're there. They're there because we're looking to fill it. But the only thing that's going to fill it is us doing what we're here to do, which is sharing your gift. If it's writing that book, if it's serving coffee because it lights your soul on fire, then that's exactly where you need to go because you're going to be happy every day doing what you love and what you're here to do, lighting up other people's life, life, right? But 
to move out of that, to walk out of those fears, like you're saying, it's probably the hardest thing that so many of us will never do. We will stay in the comfort and we will stay in the other hard because it's easy, it's familiar, it's what we're used to. And to step out of that, it is so scary. So I would say, choose your heart. Which one do you want? And another good question I'll ask myself is, can I do this another month? Do I want to do this another 10 years? Can I see myself here in 20 years? Is this how I want to retire? Right? Is this is this the person I want to be with when I'm in my 80s? Do you can I can I keep living this way? Like these are these powerful questions that will just open up so many doors of awareness to you. Because that is sometimes all you need is to see. That's it. You just need to see because you don't see it in this moment. You're sleepwalking. And I always say, I was sleepwalking my entire life. I sleepwalk all the time still. I get lost in ego stories. I get lost in fears. I get lost in old stuff because we've lived in our entire life. So it's so easy for us to kind of be blinded again over and over. And we have to pull ourselves out yet again and see. Right? So hopefully those questions have helped you, you know, because both ways are hard. Choose your heart. Which one? Which one's going to give you the most fulfillment? Which one's going to light a fire within your heart and uplift you and inspire you? And which one are you going to be able to share your gift and what you're here to do? That's the way you need to go. That is a lot of wisdom shared and compacted in that last five minutes there. I'm going to invite the audience to just rewind this and go back and listen to this because it's such important questions to ask ourselves. There was something that you said that resonated with me too, is that we sleepwalk through life. There are billions and billions of people on this planet. And there are billions and billions of people that just go through life, either just doing their job, paying their bills, retiring, living their life, dying. And they are not aware. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Some people go through their whole lives like that and are quite happy and content and are not looking for more. And that's why they don't do any personal growth or they don't look for a coach or they don't do this or they don't do that. They just pay the bills go on a two-week vacation, come back, start the process over, and go 40, 50, 60, 70 years like that until their expiration date. I believe that the minute that you become aware that your life is not serving you, that whatever you're doing, whatever your whatever motions you're going through every day is not serving you, I believe that as soon as you gain that awareness of misalignment, you activate a switch into the life force, the universe, the more powerful being that is was waiting for you to activate them, to contact them. And when you gain this awareness, no matter where you are in life, whether you're doing a job that you, you, you dislike, whether you're in school and not studying in the right field, whether you're in a relationship that you're is not serving you and you are not you know comfortable in this anymore, when you become aware, a light switch comes on and you've sort of called out without asking or knowing to the universe that puts into motion signs for you to see and to then make a decision about what it is that you want and where you're going to go. Now, I'll bring this to me. Before I got on this personal growth journey, and many of my listeners know this, so I'm sorry if I'm going to be repeating this, but... I was working in a very high-level publishing job because I'd closed my own publishing company 
and I was working for a new publisher because I was so desperate to find a publishing job that would pay the bills because of the whole COVID thing and the fact that I closed down my own thing and I was desperate to find. And I was so misaligned that I knew I made the wrong decisions based on the wrong values to go back and make money, have a title, be significant, be validated through publishing because some big publisher would hire me but knowing all along that this was not at all the place I was. So I knew this, I was aware of it and I knew I was misaligned. So the universe, all that it needed to hear was me saying that and automatically the switch was turned on for them, for it to send me some signs, which it did and which I didn't listen to. Until that faithful day where I was in such a bad state health-wise, financially, and just my mind in general was a mess of unhappiness that the last straw was in the owner's office where I basically almost fainted out of the desk, out of being completely blacked out on a question that he'd asked me, like the equivalent of asking me two plus two equals what? And I didn't even know that because I was so out of line. I was so gone. And I almost lost conscience because I was so misaligned and he was angry at me. He was screaming at me because he was so pissed off that I didn't know this answer and that he was paying me so much money. It's like paying someone hundreds of thousands of dollars a year and asking them what two plus two is and they can't even answer anymore. So this this person was livid, rightly so, but I was so misaligned. And that to me was the final wall that the universe sent. I sent you a bunch of signs. You didn't listen. Now here's one that you will understand. And boom, nose against the wall, a few bones that were broken. I was completely wiped out. And the next morning I quit because it was not even a question of what I was going to do next. It was a question of survival. Now I knew that I was, I was completely living my life on a whim, like knowing that at any moment I could, I could fall even deeper. And I decided that I was going to save myself and quit that job with nothing no net, nothing, and just go for it, which was the best decision of my life. But when I did it, I didn't know what was going to happen. All I knew was that I could not live one moment longer misaligned or else it would cost my life for sure. And I could not be talking about this today if I if it hadn't happened to me. So in a way, it's a great experience, but it wasn't great to live through. But I do believe that you can go through life being completely unaware of everything that you do. But the minute, as you say, we become aware, we know this is not for us anymore. I believe we activate a switch and then we get signs, but they become, you know, they're small signs. They're little things like, you know, your stomach turns, headache, all these little things that happen to us. And eventually when we ignore them and we decide not to listen to them, they become bigger and bigger and bigger until you cannot ignore them anymore. And it's either in the way of a physical aspect that happens to you, a danger, something that happens to you that will hurt you, that can damage you. And then you get the message and then you make the decision. Am I going to live this away or am I, am I stopping everything and I'm starting over? What do you think of that? What's your thoughts on that? So many things like I literally had goosebumps when you said it's like flicking on a switch it is it is exactly that it's almost like you know your spirit within you you've you've turned the switch on you've allowed your spirit to do the work it needs to do right you've you've listened 
you said, okay, and that switches on. And then the work starts happening behind the scenes for us and we don't see it. So that's exactly what I started thinking when you said I had goosebumps and I was like, oh my gosh, yes, I so believe this. This is so true because it is so terrifying for us and the confusion and the chaos up until that point that you finally turn that switch on. It's like it, it confuses you and you can stay in that confusion and chaos for years years knowing it's misaligned, buying something, feeling better, going on a trip, feeling better, going back to misalignment. And you stay there and you sleepwalk and it's like, that's my life. Until it gets louder and louder. You ignore the signs, like you said. So wow, is that so resonating? And it's so resonating to me because it's the exact same truth for me. It's a different stuff in our bodies, right? Like I feel it in my stomach. You know, all of us are different. We all know, like we feel the dread or we feel the unhappiness. And this is a big one we don't see, okay? We feel so unhappy. We talked about objects. Okay, we feel so unhappy with him, but we don't understand we're unhappy. So we're not conscious. Like like you said, Rob, we don't see it. We just know something's missing. And then we think it's our relationship. Okay, so if it's our job that we're misaligned in, then we look to our partner. We start pushing our needs on them. You're, you know, you're not giving me this. I need more of that. I need more of this. And then we have conflicts in our relationships because we are misaligned somewhere in our life. Never the other people. Okay. It's never the job. And some people would probably want to punch me in the face right now. When I say this, I always say, please don't punch me in the face. It's never what's happening outside of us. It's always what's inside of us, right? So we so often feel this lack because we're misaligned. We're not filling our gifts and talents. We're not on our path where we belong. We try to fill it with objects. When that doesn't work, we look to our partners to fill this void. Fix this for me, right? I need more of this. I need more of that putting our needs there so we have more complex more confusion and we're in absolute chaos (laughs) until something happens like you said and we turn that switch on and we start to go inwards and say what is it within me that's the question to always ask that's igniting these feelings when I have to get up and go to work in the morning what is it within me that's igniting this this uncomfortableness around my partner what is it within me because it's always inside of us Right. And then you start to understand and you start to uncover these layers of lack of not good enough or not worthy or not deserving, which is why I'm accepting things I shouldn't, which is why I'm in this misaligned job, because I'm so worried of the judgment of others. I'm so worried of what the world's going to think of me if I move out of it. You know, I'm so not feeling good enough that I can do more. I don't feel worthy enough that I can be that writer that I want to be like. It's all underneath the layers of I always like to say the shit. That's not you, right? But we're sleepwalking in it. We're stuck in the chaos. And when you were describing that time before that meeting in the in the room with your boss, it's it's the perfect description of the chaos. And I have lived in that chaos, and it's just absolute chaos. But we're sleepwalking it. We think this is life. We think this is how we're meant to live, but it is not. And until we step out of the chaos, like you did, and you chose yourself, you switch the light on because it's always choosing ourselves. It's always choosing ourselves. Everything else is mirroring back to us what we need to do inside to choose ourselves. And walking that path to be aligned is choosing yourself over the chaos, over the ego thoughts and the logic of everything, why you shouldn't do it, the house, the, the title, whatever. Choosing yourself over all of that noise is the work. And it's very difficult. But once you did, it sounded like you dropped the veil and you walked into heaven. It sounds like you started walking the path that you were meant to walk, right? 
Very well said, Melanie. And we're talking a lot about work, but we can switch this into relationships also. Oh, yeah. Because being misaligned in a relationship is the same thing as being misaligned in whatever you are creating and doing as work or as a career out there. And for me, I had a huge period in from 2010 to 2013 where I was working for uh, Apple computers and just this great, amazing job that I had, but I hated every moment of it. But I was making so much money that I found happiness in it. But not even the money was making me happy anymore. I started playing around on my relationship because I realized that I was I was so out of it. I was looking for, for something to fill me up and I couldn't find it. So I was already misaligned at home with my own relationship that I used that to go out and find alignment with someone else to be able to find that alignment, which obviously just created even more chaos in my life. But when you're in it, you don't realize it. So when I look back on it today, it would have been so simple to have a sit down, a conversation, express my feelings, my emotions on my misalignment. And even though I was even aware, but I had rather ignored it and spend more money and then go and do some cheating which didn't serve anything, which created chaos, broke many, many things in my life for that, you know, I don't regret anymore because I made peace with it because it is part of my past and it's part of the experience and it brings me to today, but still it hurt a lot of people. So in a relationship, when you're misaligned and you hear this a lot, you know, when we're not comfortable with someone, when we don't feel it, we have the same universal signs, Mm -hmm. headaches, tummy aches, feeling not well, and we often stay in this type of relationships because, you know, either we can compensate with sex or we compensate with, I don't know, uh, going on a vacation and thinking everything will be fixed with that. Some even have children because of that, which is, you know, there, there's so many signs and things that happen. When you're misaligned in a relationship, it is the same thing as being misaligned in your work. The minute you are aware of it, there's a flick switch that goes on. And then suddenly the universe is sending you some signs to go out there. But leaving work is one thing. It's impersonal. Leaving a relationship is very personal. For me, it took years to come face to face with this, that I had to leave the children, the, the mother of my children, because we were never aligned in what we wanted and what we did, what we hurt ourselves a lot through the process. But when I made the decision, I made it based for the first time not on my values. And then it screwed up everything even more. But at the second time, I made it based on my values, which made finally a a moment of being able to find peace and step out into the void and being completely clueless on what was next, but was the most serene decision that I had made. It's, I think, even harder to be able to make decisions when it comes to relationships, when you know you're not aligned. And God knows that relationships are very important. It's what keeps us alive as a species. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think it's the same or do you think it's different or should we approach it the same or do we approach it differently? I think the flick of the switch of the universe still applies to relationships, to whatever it is in your life that you're aware that's not working for you. Mm -hmm. But it's not the same way to navigate the ship. What do you think? Wow, we're we're so very much alike. Like so much that you say, I'm like thinking of my life I'm just like wow Rod we mirror so much of each other it's just so beautiful I love it um yeah very very different but very much the same right the signs are the same 
sometimes, um, you know, we are searching, you know, for ourselves, right? And when we're misaligned, that's usually, you know, when we look outside of ourselves and other people for another relationship to fill the void, you know, when things aren't filling it, we think, okay, you know what? Well, I'm, I need to fill it somehow. And then we find someone else to fill it for us. And we don't realize, because again, we're in the chaos and we're sleepwalking. We don't realize that that's not really what we're needing, right? It's something underneath that, right? It's not another person. It's ourselves, right? Because the other person might fill it a little bit, just like the thing, but it's not that. We're searching for us deep down. And the path of these, you know, either infidelities or, you know, mistakes or hurting people is part of the path to finally return home. You know, we have to go through these things and make these mistakes and fall down and have these failures and choose wrong and choose again for us to really understand what's really happening here. All of these things are happening for us. Because it's for us to take on whatever's showing up in our life as a lesson, right? This relationship, for example, is a lesson. What do I need to see? What's happening here? What is this person showing me? Why am I so unhappy? Why am I dreading seeing them? Why do I feel bad in their energy? Why is it I don't want them to come home? I don't want to see them, right? These are the questions you need to start asking. Because as soon as you start to ask these questions, because it's never the other person, we always want to blame them call them things, them, it's always them, but it's always not the way to go. We have to go inside and ask these questions. This is how we uncover this misalignment piece. This is how we understand ourselves. This is how we know we're trying to make something work that's not going to work. Okay, we're forcing ourselves into a suit, you know, with this person. We're forcing ourselves to align. That's why it doesn't feel good. We're quieting our voice. We're changing who we are so that we can appease this other person. We're changing this. We're doing that because yet again, we are forcing ourselves to be in this suit because we have children. We have a house. We have mortgage, whatever. Whatever reasons why, logically, it makes more sense than to follow what you feel, which is why we do this, which is why we stay. And like you said, relationships is very difficult. It's easy to just leave a job. There's always another job. It's scary to leave a relationship, especially when we have wounds within us that we don't think we can have better or we deserve more or there will be someone else in the future for us. So many of us don't want to be alone. All of those stories start to ruminate, plus all the logical things why you need to fit into the suit and stay in this relationship when you're misaligned. All of this is what keeps people and us in relationships and marriages that we're not aligned in, right? And then, like you said, we go and search because we're like, I'm not happy. I need to find some sort of something that's going to fill me up, you know, and that search has to be here first within, within us. It's not outside. It's not another partner. It's not the next job. It's not the next vacation. None of it is ever going to fill you permanently. It's only inside of you because everything's happening for you to wake up. And that's what I'll always say. All of this stuff, this chaos, this, this hard stuff, it's for us to wake up. It's not happening so that we suffer. It's happening so that we open our eyes to see it's time to look inside. It's time to ask these deep questions that are not easy. It's not easy to be honest with ourselves. It's not easy to be honest and to say, I have caused myself so much suffering in this relationship because I've been forcing myself to stay. 
because of a mistake I made in my past. And I don't want the world to think that I'm a bad person. So I have caused myself years of suffering by saying, even though I'm not happy. It's very hard for us to say that and be honest with ourselves. And that's the kind of stuff that I had to do with myself, you know, to try to really see why have I caused myself all these years of suffering? Why have I caused myself to stay in toxic relationships? Why have I caused myself to go into jobs that I was unfulfilled in? Why did I do this to myself? <laughs> you know, and this is when you start to really go deep because you're like, whoa, have I like done so many things to make myself suffer? And sometimes we find a mistake that we've made in our past, you know, that we're still feeling a little bit of guilt for, or we still feel, you know, we've done wrong and we need to pay for that and we need to suffer. And until we start to unpack, do we really start to see these things that start to unravel within us? And then, my friends, that's when, that's when you really start to rise above everything. When you said that light switch comes on, that's exactly what happens because you're unraveling what you've been doing to yourself and allowing yourself to live. And the unraveling of all of that begins and you start to walk your path where you're meant to walk, not suffering, living. In, in everything that you are and sharing those beautiful gifts and talents that you're meant to share. Mm. Yeah, suffering's a big one, Rob. It's yeah, it is. Uh, it, it, absolutely. The, the thing that came up to my, to my mind when you were, you were speaking was that suffering is necessary if we're going to put value in on our alignment. Mm -hmm. So would our alignment have any value, real value, if we didn't suffer before? And we just ended up like, I don't know, making great decisions all the time and saying, oh, this job doesn't fit with me. I'm just going to stop and go work somewhere else. So there's no real experience. There's no real suffering. It's just stopping and going from that. And there's people certainly that do that. But what's the value of being aligned when there was no suffering before? Suffering in many different you know scenarios and types. For me... I could never be here today with you having this podcast, coaching clients, writing books, doing all the stuff that I do without all of the past experiences that made suffering so difficult and unbearable, but forced me to make decisions that, I, that were either aligned with my values or not, but still created an experience that I can today relate to with other people when speaking to them, just like when I just told you my story about being in my boss's office, I can relate to that. I understand what you're saying. Or when I talked about my past relationship, he said, I, it's like if you're talking to me right now, but how could I talk about this if I didn't live through it? Or if I was speaking through books I read, well, this person did this to that person once. And, you know, uh, I guess that's what suffering is all about. You need to suffer to be, you know, to, to, to put value on being aligned in life, but I've never been through it myself because I've always been aligned with my stuff. You know, do you think suffering is a necessary evil in order for us to put value into becoming aligned and working towards alignment to get on a journey of alignment? Must we suffer to put value on alignment? That's a deep question. I wish we didn't have to. <laughs> I wish we could just be born from our moms and have a life of alignment, like you said, a life of no suffering, a life of just everything smooth sailing. 
But if we if we didn't go through these things, like you said, we wouldn't be where we are today, right? We're meant to fall down. We're meant to make mistakes. It's earth school. We are meant to learn. We're meant to suffer. We're meant to break hearts, and we're meant to get our heart broken. It's right. not. It's not. I think, you know, something that we want, of course, ever. But because we have been through these dark moments, these heavy moments of chaos, these really challenging times in our life where we just felt like there was, you know, no way we could ever have our head above water again. We still rose again, you know, mm-hmm. but because we experienced those dark times, we're able to, you know, understand ourselves better. We're able to know what misalignment feels like. It's just like how my mom used to say to me when I was young, you got to date lots of guys and you're going to know when the right one comes along. <laughs> She's so cute. But it's the same thing. We have to go through this stuff for us to really understand what alignment feels like. We have to kind of like play with life a bit, you know, dapple here, dapple there, get hurt here, hurt someone there until we understand what are my values, you know, like what really is my safety criteria? Where do I feel like home? You know, where where do I want to surround myself? You know, what people make me feel weird and what people make me feel like safe and loved and seen, you know, what job is lighting me up inside? Where am I sharing my gifts and talents? We have to play and have that dance around with everything in our experience for us to really know and to be able to like, you know, open our heart to it, really. You know, we have to kind of go through all the yucky and the dark mm-hmm. and everything. And like you said, I'm so grateful for my journey. I probably wouldn't have said that to you, you know, 15 years ago when I was in the chaos. I would have been like, this is awful. What did I do? Everything's happening to me, victim mode, you know, everything sucks. This is so hard. Keep pushing, blah, blah, blah. You know, but now that I see, which is why awareness is huge, now that I see, I'm like, Phew, I wouldn't be here today if I didn't go through everything. Right. This is all my story for a reason because I'm meant to be serving others going through the same similar story. I'm able to hold their hand and help them because I can dive into that darkness with them because I've been in that darkness, baby. You know, I know what this feels like. I can Mm -hmm. really understand them on that level. So my story has to happen the way it did. But you're right. If we don't do this dance and play around with everything in our life, will we understand it? Just like mom, got to date lots of guys so you know the right one, you know? Mm -hmm. They'll come along and you'll be like, yeah, this is it. This feels good. This feels safe. That's the same with our alignment. We're like, yeah, this feels so good because I'm aligned. It's the same thing. I'm going to promote our profession and tell me what you think about this. If, yeah. you know, coaching today is such an, a powerful, powerful thing because coaching is all about movement forward, always going towards your next goal, your next dream, your wildest dream, your wildest outcome. Coaching is forward motion help. Therapy is, you know, sort of healing the past and healing what was done to you and all that. But coaching is all about going forward motion. Maybe what in the last three or four years, coaching has really like exploded has become this, you know, this thing. And, you know, today it is worldwide and there's many, 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 many millions of coaches out there and all out to do good and help people get to their dreams or goals and become the best version of themselves. If I would have had awareness of life coaching back five, six, 10, 12 years ago and would have you know, hired a coach to help me navigate my uncertainty, my need for material, my want to uh, be unfaithful, 
and have someone help me understand myself a little bit better, then maybe I could have avoided some of the decisions that I've made, or at least base my decisions more on my values and on my wants and not my needs so that I could live in a more fulfilled, aligned way. But if I would have had coaching, then maybe I wouldn't have these experiences that today I can help others with because I've been there. I know what it is. So I feel that today my job is to help people maybe avoid their own mistakes to a certain degree. If they have the awareness to reach out for a, a life coach, whether it's me, it's you, it's thousands of coaches out there. What do you think of that? Do you think that it's today we, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm on the, on the limb with this. I wish I could have had access to coaching back 10 years ago when I was so mixed up, so lost and made such bad decisions that caused a lot of chaos in my life. But today I look at it as being a blessing because all of that chaos helped me write a book, create this podcast, talk to you today. I'm able to relate to clients, to many people about their own experiences of work, relationships and jobs. So I'm thinking, hmm, if I would have been coached, would I have just circumvented all of this and not have those experiences? But at the same time, who knows what would have happened? You can't go in the past. You can't change it. What are your thoughts on that? How do you how do you feel about that? That today we're helping people sort of hopefully avoid some of those Mm -hmm. bad decision making processes and help them make their decisions based on their values so that they can get to their dreams. But are we, are we, are they avoiding life lessons? Are they avoiding some experiences that are going to be necessary for them to really grow? We don't know that, but I'm kind of on the fence with this. What are, what are your thoughts? That's good. That's really deep because you're right. I wouldn't, I, I think, oh boy, would I have been, you know, so far along if I had a coach, you know, 15 years ago, wow, my whole life would be different, but the same time it's like wow maybe i wouldn't be as far as far deep into this work as i would have been if i had a coach back then so you're right 100 agree with you i truly believe that coaches us we are the candle light in someone's darkness right when someone's in a dark tunnel and they can't see and they're blinded by that chaos we spoke about a lot here we are that candle to light the way and to hold their hand so that they can see right But the interesting piece of that is ones that are in darkness, like like you and I have gone through our own, they will only invite that candle when they're ready, right? And I think you and I, if there was coaches, I might not have invited that candle yet because I had more to learn and there's more to do. So I might not have brought that candle into my life experience because I wasn't ready for it yet. So the, the coaches that are, you know, out there helping and serving, most of them know our clients are brought to us. We don't go out and get our clients. Our clients come to us. They resonate with us for some odd reason. They do, right? They see something within us and they come to us. They're attracted to us. Why? Because either we share similar stories, there's something about it that we're meant to walk on each other's paths and we are chosen for for them to be that light in that tunnel, that candle because it's their time, they're ready. And we dropped into their life experience at that moment when it was time for them, right? And God, the universe, whatever you believe, 
that is how people have been brought into my life. And I'm sure, Rod, you can relate. When I was ready to see something, when I was ready to maybe go deeper, to heal a little more, let go of something else, all of a sudden, somebody came into my life experience, crossed paths with me, and showed me so much more than I ever seen before. And I'm just like, that is absolutely magnificent. And that is how God and the universe work. When you're ready, when you've done this work and you start unraveling this chaos that we're talking about, the people are going to come into your life experience once you flip that switch on that you need when the time is ready and the time is right for you. And we will be the candle into the darkness that you might be walking. That is beautiful. I never thought of it that way. But thinking about it even more deeply, there is a reason why a coach never showed up in my life during those experiences. If I show up into someone's life who is in need of guidance or just, you know, an an ear so that they can talk to and be listened to, then we're not circumventing their experiences. We're actually just there for them at the right moment, at the right time where they needed it the most. So we're not, we're not limiting their experiences, whether it's suffering or it's making huge decisions, but we're there at a moment that is pivotal in their lives. And maybe when I was going through that, the universe did not sense that they it needed to send me somebody as much as I needed to learn something. And we're all unique imperfect, flawed individuals that try their best every day to do the best they can to keep going forward. But I like what you said that, you know, we are candles that can be lit at any moment into someone's life. So we're not limiting anyone's experiences by not letting them go through their own stuff, but actually just being there at a pivotal moment in their lives through one meeting, maybe 50 meetings, maybe 12, it does whatever it is that you're there in the right moment. So we add to their life experience with that. I really like what you said. I think it's uh yeah, it's a whole other subject I know, but I do believe that it all comes into play when we're looking for that alignment and getting to know each other. And the things that I know today about myself and let me know if you feel the same. I know myself so well today and I live only by my values and my values are so not what it was the past rod and the decisions that I made back then. That today, there is nothing and no amount of money, no amount of temptation, no amount of stuff that would ever get me out of my lane in terms of following my values. Only because I decided to live accordingly to my values. And I want to say one more thing about values, but I'm going to wait because I want you to tell me what you think about that and how are you living your life today according to your values? So beautiful, Rod. Oh my gosh, I love that. And that takes courage. And I commend you for that because so many of us don't live that way, you know? And you're right. Um, My actual new mantra is my heart is open. Yeah, my heart is open and I'm following my heart only. I'm going to follow whatever my heart says feels good. That's the way forward. When my heart says something doesn't feel good, I listen to it. You know, this is how I'm moving through the world every single day now, rather than listening to the logic and the ego and everything that is telling me to do something, I'm listening to what feels 
like the way to go, right? So like you said, values, I'm such a feeling person that, you know, my values and feeling are so beautifully intertwined. So I know when, you know, something is not aligned with my values, I feel it. So to follow that voice, that feeling, those nudges of this isn't where you belong, right? Or this is what you need to do, even though it might be scary, that's that my, my way now. Hmm. Do you know what your values are? Do you have a clear, I, I like to call it the values compass. It's a, it's a huge part of the whole weathercock concept about having your values compass always to guide you. Okay. Do you know your values compass? Yeah. And usually when I ask clients their values or have them think about it, I always say, think about a time when you felt safe. Okay. Cause it's usually going to light the way onto your values because so, so many of us are kind of in the noise and the chaos. We can't really understand what our values are. And we think it's everything we're not. We think it's like the job, the money, the title. Like, you know what I mean? Think of a time in your life when you felt safe at peace. That's going to start to be able to help you see those values. So for me, it's safety, a feeling of home, happiness, laughter, love, and absolute feeling of being me. Like just being me, nothing else. Being okay to be me, the big one. That's amazing. So everything that we've talked about today so far, it all comes down to you can't do any of this work if you don't know what your values are. Right. We could basically scrap the whole hour that we've just talked. If you are wanting to get on this journey of alignment, you can listen to us talk all day. But if you do not have a clear sense of what your values are, you will always live in maybe an unaware way maybe misaligned because you're making decisions that are not based on your core principles, which means you don't have your values. So the first thing that someone would want to do to check in with their misalignment is to know what it is, their values, and then counter check that with what they're doing today in their lives, whether they're in a relationship or they're working somewhere and check if they align with the values. Would you agree with that? hundred percent. 100%. And like I said, it'll probably be a time in your life when you felt your happiest. You felt that peace. And for me, when I was thinking, it was like when my girls were, were babies. I had nothing. Like I was living in this little starter home and like Walmart clothes. Like I had no like la la money, material possessions. Like, and I was my most fulfilled, my most happiest. And that's where I was able to tap into the true me and to find what I valued because I wasn't blocked with clouds of everything, like money, identities, titles, houses, you know what I mean? And that's why I always have to dig deeper with clients because we think our values are everything that aren't our values, you know, and really tap into the feeling. Because when you say, oh, these are my values, name that value and connect it to the feeling. Because if it doesn't feel like a good, like anything, and there's no connection there, that's not your value. You got to go deeper. <laughs> you got to go further. Because it's going to be a feeling of just absolute peace. Saying it, it's going to resonate so deeply with you. 100%. And I'm going to link, uh, I'm going to put a link in the show notes of a place that you can go for free and do a values test where you can actually answer some honest questions and figure out your values. And from then, I believe you can connect those to a specific moment in your life where you felt that value and sort of confirm it. I know that's how I found my true values was finding a moment in my childhood 
not necessarily being two or three years old, all the way up to maybe like 18, where something happened to me that was so profound and made me feel so fulfilled that I connected it to a value. And I said that this is what I am. And when I think about it, then I connect the dots to everything that's happened in my life since that, you know, for example, kindness is one of my values. Kindness is a very core guiding principle for me. Everything I do, I do with kindness. I treat people with kindness no matter who, what, where they are or how they've treated me. So to find that kindness value, I had to go back and think of a moment where kindness was so important when I was young and it sort of flourished in me so that today I live by that that rule. So whatever I do, I always make a decision based on kindness, no matter how small or how big the decision can be. So if we have our values compass our north or south or east and our west, we can never be steered wrong with the decision we make because we make it based on our values. So if I decide today that I'm going to go to work in a restaurant and it works out with my values compass because it makes sense to go there and I go there and I don't have the greatest experience and it doesn't work out the way I want to after all and I walk out and I go, oh my God, it was a bad experience. Then I can only learn and grow from it and not see it as a failure because I made it based on my values. I based it on my core guiding principles, which means that you can never ever make a wrong decision. It's just, what did I learn? How did I grow? And what can I do differently next time? So it eliminates that word of failing. You're actually making it based on who you are for real. What do you think of that? 100%. You know, like you said, there's no, there's no wrong decision. There is never a wrong decision. And I had to really in, like encompass that and like really understand that deeply because I was always so afraid of making wrong decisions. They just made me think of that right now. Um, and even if it's encompassed with your values, even if it's guiding you and everything feels yes, it could still be it doesn't work. And that's okay because it's going to catapult you onto where you need to go. Everything in our life is always happening for us, right? And when you can say, there's no wrong decision, I can pivot at any time. Wow, does that let the pressure off? Wow, does that make you feel more at ease and flow, which is how we're meant to be living? To know that hmm, I can play in this for a bit. I'll just, you know, have a little bit of this restaurant experience and not for me. That's okay. I'm going to pivot onto what's meant for me that might be next. Like, I always truly believe that, you know, if we are following our heart, there's no wrong move. It's all happening. It's all part of the story. And it's all part of our story. Because like you said, you've learned, you've grown. Maybe there were some ego stories that needed to come to the surface at that restaurant, right? Maybe there was some stuff that needed to be let go of. And the only way it was going to shake your world was going into that job. And then you were able to see so much more and it catapulted you where you needed to be. So it was actually a gift, even though our logical mind would say, big mistake. Why'd you do that? You let go of all this. Look what you did now. Try to condemn ourselves, right? This is all the work to stay out of that stuff and to say, wow, what a gift this was. Boy, did I learn so much. Boy, did I let go of so many things that weren't serving me. And wow, it's like I'm walking into a whole new opportunity to create more in my life now. Like this is kind of the shift in per perception that we do as coaches um, on this on this journey so that you can feel so at ease making those decisions following your values. Wow, uh, absolutely, absolutely. 
Melanie, it was an amazing conversation. If there was something that you could tell our audience on alignment to sort of sum up everything that we've talked about today, maybe in a sentence or two sentences or maybe three, what would you tell them in terms of sum, summing up this whole, summarizing, sorry, this whole conversation up so that people can really take ownership and gain awareness of their own alignment or misalignment? What would you say? Yeah. I would say listen to your heart. Listen to your body. It's always speaking to you. And it will never steer you wrong, even if it doesn't make sense. It's beautiful. I'll just add, keep your values compass in your pocket at all times. Definitely. Awesome. What's going on in your world, in your business world, in terms of your coaching? Because I heard that you're doing some leadership coaching now. So tell the audience a little bit about that. What are you planning in the next couple of months? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So many exciting things are on. Okay. So uh, most of you know I've been um, in management for 25 years, regional management for five. So I've actually integrated, you know, that into my coaching world. Um, I've, you know, done leadership meetings for retirement homes, coaching their leaders, as well as, you know, some local um, businesses in Windsor as well. So I've integrated that. Um, I've got my uh, unbecoming cards uh, in the works. So I'm super excited about that. Those I'm like ready to explode with. I'm so excited. Um, you know, so that's what's going on. And then, of course, my detailing sessions with my clients, as well as my podcast, which uh, you and I talked about, Rod, uh, The Unbecoming. And yeah, I've just I'm just following my heart every day and letting it guide me and be my contest. Like we said. What's the uh, what's the podcast exactly? It's not a podcast with guests. I think it's something that you do on your own, right? Tell the people like a bit what is the the purpose of your podcast? Mm. Well, the unbecoming is my mission, and it's yeah. why I'm here. As I talked about earlier, your gifts and talents. The reason you're here. What are you here to do on this earth, right? And this is my mission. I'm here to help as many as I can unbecome everything that they're not, so you can journey home to absolutely everything you are, and you're able to tap into those beautiful gifts and talents that only you have, and you're able to know what you're here to do. And until we're able to unbecome everything we're not, we're seeing ourselves through that illusion, and we're living our life through that illusion. Rod and I talked about a lot of that today. So many of us live in the chaos and think it's everything that we are, and it's everything that you're not. Mm -hmm. So the Unbecoming podcast is just that. It's um, every podcast, you're, you're seeing more. It's for you to gain awareness. It's for you to understand yourself deeper. It's for you to kind of get really curious. And for you to start to let go of those nasty skins that aren't serving you and start to open up your heart to who you really are. And it's a teaching, you know, it's a, it's a really learning podcast for you to be able to listen and listen over and over again to stay awake and to not fall asleep and to fall asleep to everything you're not. Mm. The Don't Fall Asleep podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Unbecoming, the unbecoming. I will link the uh, the podcast to in the show notes for sure. What are you reading lately? Have you uh, discovered any books that have blown your mind? Mm. Yeah. Well, I think I've mentioned to you, of course, a miracle. Absolutely magical. It's a studying. It's not a reading. It's a what is it called? A course in miracles. No. Nope. A course in miracles. Um, heard of it. And I was drawn to it. I kept hearing it. Deepak Chopra. Um, Gabby Bernstein would say, in A Course in Miracles, A Course in Miracles, and this was last summer, and I was like, what is this Course in Miracles? So I finally bought it, and boy, is it a study. It's a study. It's a daily study. It's a daily practice. So I'm, I'm doing that every single day, because it's a course, right? And then I'm also 
you know, and I'm sure many of you have heard this. Uh, someone told me to read it 20 years ago, but I didn't. And boy, did it land in my lap today. Um, the Untethered Soul. Oh, my goodness. It is uh, it is blowing my mind. Um, every chapter is like these aha moments. These veils are dropped. And I'm like, whoa, this is absolutely making sense. And it's so interesting how I wasn't ready 20 years ago, similar to what we were talking about, Rod, even though that would have helped me 20 years ago. I wasn't ready. Now I am, right? When you're ready to learn, the teacher appears, yeah. right? Yeah. So interesting. So yeah, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful book. Um, and so many people speak so highly of it, I know. Um, so The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. Very good. Awesome. So we'll link those also in the uh, in the show notes so people can check out the books. What about music? What are you listening to these days? Oh, I listen to everything. I'm loving my Dave Matthews, though. Like, I mean, and my Tracy Chapman from my, like, younger years. Because oh, they cool. come up on my phone on random. I absolutely love when one of those old songs come on. I'm like, oh, gosh. It brings me back to that younger version of me, the one that was free, liberated, the one that didn't feel the way that I felt after, you know. So it's almost like... These are showing up in my experience for reasons, you know, to remind me of everything that's within me all the time. I just have to tap into her, right? She's always there. It's just a matter of that song coming on and all of a sudden I'm feeling her again, you know, and it's all about what we talked about with, you know, wanting to manifest, you know, feel that version, feel it now. It's all of that, right? But the music helps, helps you do that, right? And so does like experiences that help you, you know, harness those feelings. So yeah, Tracy Chapman, Dave Matthews. You know, all those good old awesome bands. Awesome. Have you listened <laughs> to the new have you listened to the new Dave Matthews? No, but I did see the new album was coming It's out. amazing. It's Peter amazing. Gabriel's another one. He just had a new album too. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's putting yeah. out songs uh, periodically. Like every amazing. two weeks he's got a new song. It's really, really good. Awesome. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm gonna go check out Tracy Chapman. I remember liking her a lot when she came out with her first album, but kind of yeah. missed the boat on the rest for yeah. sure. Awesome. Melanie, it was an honor to have you on the podcast. It is your second time. There will be a third for sure. And definitely there's more conversation to be had. So I will invite you back. But for now, I want to thank you for being part of this episode. It was amazing to talk to you, hear all your insights. And as usual, we almost forget that we're actually recording something. We're just talking. So that's awesome. Talk to you soon. Thanks so much, Rod. It was an honor. If you've made it to the end, that means you have listened to the whole conversation, which probably means you really enjoyed it, and I am so grateful that you did. Please, if you want, leave a comment, follow the Weathercock podcast, share with someone you might feel would love to listen to something like this, and join the community. I'm very grateful, and I will see you in the next episode. Till then, go out and stay curious.